welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am super duper excited to be here today and I'm coming in hot. It is coming in hot today. And I mean that in more ways than one. If you can see me right now, you can tell I'm still like, I look like I just got out of the shower, but it's all sweat. <laughs> oh my God, I just got back from a run. I'm still sweating. And I just, I just have to talk about this. So today's episode, I think I'm calling this sucker some version of asking for support, not permission. Asking for support, not permission. And I wanna, I wanna do a few uh, preemptive, like little asterisks, a little like uh, note to listeners or watches, whatever you do. If you're watching this, listening to this. I want to be wicked clear. This podcast episode has been a wicked long time coming. In fact, I think I spoke about this on somebody else's podcast. They asked me a question about this because I had made a comment and they're like, oh, can you say that again? Can you say this for our listeners? So this whole concept about asking for support, not permission has come up again and again and again with conversations. Um, on shows that I've been on where I touched upon this subject, uh, other entrepreneurs who have asked me my opinion about this or this phenomenon that we all tend to see. And then also from my own personal experience as being a spiritual mentor, somebody who has services and programs and makes offers and does sales and talks to people about uh, enrolling in their program or joining a group or joining their community or whatever. At some point, if you sell anything, there is a moment where there's a conversation about, do you want to join this thing? How would you like to pay, right? right? When we get down to the nitty gritty. And here is something that I have seen again and again and again. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of a story, like break it down. And I wanna be wicked clear. I am not talking about anybody in particular. If you have ever had a conversation with me over Zoom or on the phone about joining one of my programs, I'm not talking about you in particular. This is like, you know how in books they do like, uh, they take a lot of characteristics and a lot of stories, uh, pieces of a lot of different stories to make one cohesive story just to make it easy for um, the reader. That's what I'm doing here. So uh, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not pointing to anybody in particular. I'm talking overall the psychology and just kind of what I have experienced firsthand myself in doing this work and um, talking to people when we get to this part of the conversation. So here's what often, if I'm not going to say always because sometimes people just say, yes, I'm in, credit card, link, let's go, we do it. But here's what happens a wicked lot of the times. 
You end up talking to somebody on, um, on a call, right? Everybody calls them different things. Breakthrough calls, enrollment calls, sales calls, whatever. Want to join my program calls, okay? When we're, on a, when we're on those kinds of calls where you're talking to somebody who is basically like raised their hand, send up a flare, sent you a DM, came into your email inbox, uh, came on one of your workshops, webinars, where they have expressed interest in what you do and they think it's a good fit, okay? So you get on a call with them. They're super duper excited. They want to learn more. You talk about it, right? It's like you, you, you talk about uh, where they are, what's going on, what their challenges are, how you think you can help. And then you guys basically like swap information. Do you have any questions for me? Let me tell you what the program or the service or the product or whatever you're selling entails. And the other person is like, oh my God, yes. Like, I'll give you a variety of things. The first time I heard you speak, I knew you were my mentor. I knew you were my coach. Oh my God, I've been listening to your podcast for such a long time. I know I want to work with you. What happens is during these conversations, people are expressing, you know, sometimes people are analytical and they just want the information and they want to, you know, they want the tangibles, they want the outcomes, what are the elements of the program, whatever. But you hit a point where they are just resonant, right? Their heart, their body, call it, call it in a teacher intuition, gut instinct, um, call it uh, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, inner knowing, um, self-knowledge, some part of them, right? Their highest self has made the decision that this, this, you're for me, I'm for you, let's do this, I want to work together. And they're like, yes, like, yes, I want to do this thing. And then sometimes what happens is they'll say, um, you know, uh, and then you're like, I'll send you the payment link and we're going to pick a date to, you know, start our work together, blah, 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 blah. And once you, once you pay, you, get, you know, sign the agreement, whatever, you know, everybody's got different systems. I'm just, you know, making some of this up. Once we do all this, then we'll begin our work together. And then there comes that moment when they inevitably say something like this. I just need to talk to my fill in the blank, right? First, I just need to talk to my sweetie first. I just need to talk to my partner first. I just need to talk to my husband first. I just need to talk to whoever first. Okay. So inevitably what happens there is those people are now shifting out of their very intuitive knowing. They were lit up. They were excited. They were trusting themselves. They knew they had vocalized, right? They had vocalized to me seven ways to Sunday, how this was a good fit. They knew they wanted to do it. They were on board. They said, yes, it was amazing. They were so excited, right? They were going to, they were making like their dreams. Like they understood they had clarity about what they wanted and their dream and their vision. And they wanted to go for it. And then they move out of their heart and out of their body and out of this knowing part of themselves. And then they got to go now and talk to somebody else about the financial piece. Now, I'm going to apologize in advance if I bounce around because there's a lot of different connective um, threads and pieces that I want to talk about, about this. Um, and so I hope, I hope I stay, uh, on the field and, and I don't like go off into the woods. So, but forgive me, I'm going to do my best. So what they're kind of doing is they're moving from their emotions, like out of, out of their heart, 
and up into their head, out of their intuition, out of their inner knowing, the inner teacher, um, their gut instinct, and then they're going up into the intellect. So they're moving out of emotion and trying to now do the crunch numbers with the accountant and with the logical part of the brain. Okay, here's the problem that happens. You now move from this state of knowing exactly what you want, what your vision is, what you're trying to do. And now you got to go talk to another person. Here's, Pat, here, here's a few problems as I have experienced it and see it um, over the years, right? Many, many, many years. And I even saw this back in, um, back in yoga teacher days, right? When I had a studio and I did like one-to-one -one yoga classes and a person would come up to me after class and they say, oh my God, I love coming to classes. And I, I just, I would love to do like a one-to-one -one session with you. How much is it? I'd tell them the price. They'd be like, okay. And then they would come back, you know, whatever it was, a, a day later, a few days later, a week later to the next class. And they'd say, yeah, I talked to my husband and whoever, like, again, fill in the blank, partner, sweetie, insert, whatever. But what I mostly hear is I talked to my husband and he just didn't get it. He's like, why don't you just go to group classes? They're way cheaper. You're still going to a class. Why don't you just do that? So they basically go and they talk to their partner about this idea, about this dream, about this desire, about this thing that they knew in their bones was right for them. And then their partner shoots it down because they're not their partner. They're not the one who's coming to them like with the dream, with the idea, with the vision, with the, you know, with the desire. So this, this person who clearly knows what they want then goes to somebody outside of themselves to justify it, to justify the cost or to justify the expenditure, justify whatever, this thing that they want to buy, this experience that they want to have. And the other person doesn't get it. They don't get it. Sometimes they don't get you. And so they shut it down. And then the person comes shuffling back, deflated, sad, upset, saying, well, I can't do it because he doesn't understand why I'm going to pay this much money when I could just come and do the group thing or whatever. The cheaper thing, basically. Okay, here's the problem. They aren't you. <laughs> they aren't in your heart, but you're trying now to make sense to their head. Okay. It's like, you need to go and like argue your case, like, like a lawyer before the jury. And I've seen people say this to me. It's like, Oh God, I know what I want to do, but now I got to go try and get my husband on board or get so-and-so on board. And I got to try to explain this. And it's like, they, they want to take out their flip charts and their graphics and their, uh, what's that thing called their Excel spreadsheets, because I've got to justify my desire. I've got to now explain to them in some rational way why I just know in my bones, in my body, that this is something I want to do, I need to do, I have to do, I feel called to do. So there's a wicked big difference between feeling called to do something versus trying to convince and that's why I say all the time, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I'm not here to try and get anybody to do anything. If you feel called to work with me, if you listen to my podcast, if you read my posts, if you're on my email list, if you've seen me speak, if you've interacted with me in some way, and you feel called to do work with me, double amen hands, let's go. I'm all in. Let's go. 
but I'm not here to convince anybody, to trick anybody, to bamboozle anybody, to try and uh, overcome people's objections and like make them second guess. The I have no fucking interest in that at all. This is why I play a really long game. I am in the no like trust business, meaning I trust that people will come to a place of their own inner knowing and they will hopefully trust themselves to make a decision where they know me well enough. They also come to maybe like me or resonate with me and maybe they come to trust me, but it doesn't matter if they don't first trust themselves. So basically you have people, like I said, they know exactly what they want to do. And then they go and talk to somebody else, some sort of decision maker in their life. And we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to that whole, that whole conversation piece with the partner in a second. Right. But what often happens is people get talked out of their own inner teacher. They get talked away from their inner knowing they get, um, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for. They get questioned out of their intuition and their own gut instinct. What really is happening is this other person who somehow plays a role in the decision-making process in your life for whatever reason, and again, we'll get to there in a second, you basically get talked out of trusting yourself. And it's one of the things that like, I'm not kidding when I say, yes, of course, it's, it's frustrating sometimes to watch. But mostly it's a little, I say heartbreaking, but it's not like, oh, my heart breaks. But I do get the cr the crushy, right? I get the cringe in, in my, I go like, oh, because I just spent an hour to 90 minutes or whatever it was talking to a woman, talking to a person, talking to a fellow human being who so clearly felt that this is something that they truly wanted to do. They were lit up. They were excited. They felt inspired. They might've felt a little scared and a little nervous, but they were like, yes, I'm gonna take this leap of faith. I'm totally, I'm, I'm gonna do it, right? Like I wanna do this thing. I wanna get better. I wanna, I wanna grow. I wanna transform, whatever the thing is. And then they gotta get out the pie charts and the flip charts and go and somehow justify this. And they end up getting talked out of their own inner knowing. And one of the things that I always say is like, because now they feel like they got to go and explain me, meaning me, KK, what I, Karen, right? Like what I offer, my work as a spiritual mentor, whatever my program might be, right? Right now it's like the quest, right? So um, I also obviously have the nest, like my, my community, my membership. Um, but so right now it's like okay now i got to go convince this other person my partner my sweetie my husband my business partner whatever it is to um get their permission to make this investment to spend this money to invest this time to invest this energy right to to to, to do this thing that i really want to do and what i often say to these the people who are like i now got to go talk to this person I say, here's the thing. This is not about getting them to trust me, meaning me, Karen, KK. This is not about getting them to trust me. It's not about them trusting me. They don't know me. They don't know what I do. And here's one of the other problems. If you are an entrepreneur who is married to a nine to fiver, 
if you are an entrepreneur who is married to a corporate person who right um deals in um like gets a paycheck not somebody who generates their own business their own creativity their own clients right those of us who are entrepreneurs if you're married to a person who is not in the entrepreneurial space trying to explain to them first of all what you even do on a day-to-day -day basis why something like a menta or a coach or a program might be not only necessary but just important to your mental well-being knowing that you have help knowing that you don't have to figure it all out on your own knowing that there's somebody else who already went ahead of you and is reporting back some ways to make it easier somebody who wants to walk along beside you on the path that you've chosen being able to explain that to somebody who gets up every day does the same gig goes to the same place somebody hands them a paycheck with benefits and stuff like that you're like talking two different languages sometimes. I'm not saying all nine to fivers, all in quote unquote employees don't understand it, but I'm just saying my experience has been over the years that a lot of times when people are trying to express themselves, to share their feelings, to talk about their business and why making certain investments sometimes really is important. It's expansive. It matters. We're growing ourselves. And so often I see people, and this is what the one of the things that the quest is all about. People try to grow their fucking business before they bother growing themselves. So when you're trying to talk to your partner about making a, a sizable investment in yourself, and especially if that person is a very much a numbers person, an intellect person, not in their feelings person. They just want the ROI. They just want to know how are we making this money back? They want to know the tangibles. What's the promise? What's the outcome, right? When all that stuff starts to happen, the other person who was so excited, right? It's literally, it's like, it's like, I'm melting, I'm melting. Because <laughs> all that joy, all that natural enthusiasm, all that excitement now feels like it has to be explained in a rational way. And it's like, so my joy isn't enough. My um, trust in myself and knowing myself and knowing what I want to do isn't enough. I now got to like break it down to make it comfortable and understandable for you, this other person. And the problem is, I made a note to myself because I didn't want to forget to say this, okay? The problem is, is that they might be totally different than you. Double A men hands, right? If you are married to a person, I'm not saying one's better, worse, whatever, but if you are married to a person who has different money stories than you. Double A men hands, raise your hands if you're married to somebody who is not, um, is more or less likely to take certain risks than you, right? So when we decide that we want to do something or make an investment in ourselves, and then you go, go and try and potentially talk to somebody who has a ton of money stories, who has a lot of fear, who is in scarcity, who has limiting beliefs or doesn't understand how the business works or whatever, you're now trying to do double time to not only justify the cost, but justify why you want the damn thing for yourself in the first place. And there's so many layers to this, you guys. There's so many layers to this. And one of the things that I often say is that 
you know, um, when you look at, if you were to look at my, uh, what would you, I don't know, QuickBooks, Quick and whatever, how, how I look, my expenses, my business expenses at the end of the year, probably the number one thing that I spend the most money on is continuing education, investing in myself and my own growth. There is nothing I would rather roll the dice on than me. There is nothing I would rather spend money on than expanding my own consciousness and my own self-knowledge. I, I mean, to me, it's like the best investment that a human being can make is in themselves. So it's not about convincing anybody else about the program that you want to join. It's do you trust me to know myself? Like I'm coming to you and I'm saying this is something I want to do. First of all, can you be vulnerable enough to tell your partner that this is a dream? Or I don't even know if this is going to make sense to you, sweetie, but it's just something I know I have to do. Are you able to be vulnerable enough to express your wants, your needs, your desires in your communication with them? Because one of the things that I have learned over years and years and years and years and years of this is that those conversations of one person coming to another person in a relationship saying, this is something that I want, that I need, that I desire, that I'm thinking about, that I'm dreaming about, that I'm visualizing, that I want to, that I want to um, do, and I want you to get behind me and, and, and support me. We're going to talk about that, right? Because that's the whole title of the show. What those conversations really do is they reveal a lot of things about people's relationships, the roles they play, their processes, and their patterns. And you'll start to see, right? If you ever like feel like, oh, I got to go tell so-and-so or talk to so-and-so, it could be your boss, your sweetie, whoever. But in this case, we're going to talk about our partners, right? Or the people who also play a role in financial decision-making. If you find yourself like afraid to talk to them about something that you're excited about, pay attention to that. Ask yourself, what is that about? What's really going on here? I'm not judging anybody. I'm not shaking my finger at anybody. I'm just saying, keep your mind open. Keep your eyes and ears open. Keep your heart open. Pay attention where you start to feel contracted. When you go from that state of joy and excitement and wanting to do something for yourself and wanting to invest in yourself because you believe in yourself, or you want to really believe in yourself and you're mustering up the courage and you, you're taking that leap of faith. And now I've got to go talk to somebody outside of me. And that can feel really scary because some part of you is looking at the history and already writing a story like, oh, they always say no, they won't get this. They're not like me. We see things differently. They don't believe in this. They don't blah, 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 blah. And so already the energy gets... <gasps> like gets sucked out, the joy kind of like gets sucked out because we're moving out of that space of love and we're moving into the contraction of fear. You know, love has that very expansive and open and yin feeling, right? But we, the yin and the yang, right? We'd say that yin feeling. And then the yang is very like contractual and it's like, I got to prove and I got to defend and I got to, you know, I got to make this make sense. I got to go into reason rather than just following the call of my heart. And here's the thing. When you're trying to have these conversations, I often say to people, 
yes, technically you're giving me money. Let's say somebody's trying to decide if they want to come work with me, right? I'll just use me for an example. Yes, technically, quote unquote, you would be giving me the money. But what you're really investing in is yourself. Yes, again, technically, the money might be coming to me from your account to my bank account, right? But it's about, it's not about investing in me. You're not investing in me. You're investing in yourself, your own growth, your spiritual growth, your personal development, right? The shifts in perception in your mindset, learning how to change your story, to transform, as I always say, your story to your glory. To me, there is nothing more important. I always say, I, at this day and age, in this day and age, if we have not yet figured out how important spiritual growth work, personal development, mindset, shifts in perception, getting our mind right, training our brain, training our minds to write stories in our own favor. If, if we have not seen the value of that yet, I, I don't, I, I, I said this last week, I don't even know what to say at this point, right? So let me, let me circle back to something else I wanted to say. So it's not about getting your partners, your sweeties, your husbands, your wives, your girlfriends, whoever. It's not about getting them to trust me. It's about getting them. It's not even about getting them. It's asking them to trust you. Because the bottom line is, is that your partners don't know, usually don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know my work. They don't know what I do. I've had people say, I'm just going to have my sweetie listen to your podcast a few times because I think they'll really love you. It's like, I got to butter them up, right? I got to get them on board. It's like, before they onboard with me to work with me, they got to onboard their partners into this idea, this crazy idea, right? Of coming to work with a spiritual mentor. Um, but the problem is, is that it's like, how do you explain me? Even some of my closest friends will say, I don't, I don't know how to tell people about the nest or the quest or these things that you offer. Like, I don't really know how to tangibly talk about this work that you do. So good luck now trying to go to somebody to justify. Yeah, like she's a spiritual mentor and she's going to help me to what? And they're going to be like, give me the proof. I want the numbers. I, I want the bank account. Because I'm not a business coach. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, you're going to have a six-figure year and you're going to make $10,000 a month and you're going you're gonna to be able to get seven clients right away to make it worth your while. This is not that. That's a whole other story for another day. But what I'm saying is it's not about convincing them to roll the dice on me and my program and my offer. This is about having a conversation where you are not asking for their permission, but you are asking for their support. There's two parts to this though. I wanna acknowledge this. Everybody's households are different, okay? So in my household, we have two self-employed people, okay? I don't need to break down all of our personal finances for you, but I, I am like my own arm of the, like I have my own business, which means I have my own bank accounts, I have my own expenses. I have my schedule C, like, like I'm a business, right? I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, right? I'm also married to a self-employed professional musician. So my sweetie doesn't have to come to me every time he wants to buy some new gear or he needs to order strings or he's gonna get a new pedal or a new amp or something's happening. He will probably 
mention it to me before he does it. Not the, not the small purchases, but if he was going to get something that was um, of like a higher value of money, he's making an investment in Gia. He will talk to me about it just because we're best friends and we tell each other everything, right? So he might say, oh my God, look at this guitar. And I'll be like, oh my God, that thing is beautiful. I love that. I hate the gold hardware. That's what I would say. I hate the gold hardware, but I appreciate the good deal, blah, 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 blah. Same thing with me. If I'm thinking about investing in somebody's program or investing in a coach or, or a mentor or whatever I'm going to do, I will often run it by him. And I ask him to play like devil's advocate or play opposite of me or look at it from a different point of view. Um, I appreciate his point of view because he knows me really well, but nobody knows me better than I know me. So even if he said, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm still going to do what I want to do because he does not control my money and he does not control my life and he does not get the final say. I get the final say. Having said that, I understand that other couples pool their money. Other couples have human children. So there are things that they're thinking about, like the savings account for like college investment. And, you know, there are some couples who anything over a certain price limit, they talk about it before they purchase it. I've had people, I remember I had one time, um, two women, a, a bunch of people, people saw me speak on stage. Two women came, um, you know, reached out to me after seeing me speak. And they were both like, I know that this, you're my coach. I know that you're my mentor. I want to do this. They put down a deposit. They paid me the, they paid me the, the first payment. And then they reached out to me and they said, you know, I never talked to my husband about it and he saw the charge and he freaked out. And so I'm going to cancel it. And I could hear the disappointment in their voice. I could hear how bummed they were. Right. So they went ahead. There are some couples, I guess what I'm trying to say is they'll go ahead and do the thing and then maybe take the shot at it sneaking by on the credit card receipt or they're avoiding the argument or whatever the deal is. My point being, and again, I'm not here judging anybody or anything. I'm just saying I've been exposed to a lot of different uh, approaches, experiences, people telling me this is what happened. This is how we do our finances this way, this way, this way. So look, you've got you've to do what you and your family does, right? Like whoever, whoever is your uh, decision-making partner, you got to do it your way. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, and here, all right, while we're on this, let me go here for a second. This is why I think it's really important that each of us, men, women, otherwise, whatever, whoever, that you have somewhere in an account, your own money. I don't know. I know it's, look, I know it's not possible for everybody. I, I'm just trying to say that if it's possible if you work and earn an income, I think it's important that you can just put aside, I'm not saying be all secret squirrel about it, but put aside some money in some sort of an account so that if you want to do particular things that maybe your partner is not into, that you can go and do those things. And whether it's a girl's weekend or invest in yourself professionally or go to a conference or take a program or get a Mensa or whatever it is where it's just yours and yours alone that you control and you have your own say, because this is how you learn to trust yourself, is you get a feeling, you do your homework, you make a decision, you say yes, you go all in, 
and you have the whole thing and it's like, oh, I trusted myself on this. And this is a muscle that we can grow. But I'm just saying, it just kind of blows sometimes when you know there's a thing that you want to do. And because your partner, again, doesn't get it, isn't like you, doesn't see through the same lens as you, doesn't understand um, about personal growth or doesn't agree with it or doesn't think it's necessary or whatever the thing is. You know, there's that that quote that says um, um, by W.H. Murray that basically says, you know, once you commit, providence will move too. Once you say yes, once you take that leap of faith, resources, people, the things you need will show up. But the beginning of that quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but basically what it says is, the thing that ends countless dreams is this hesitancy. It's the, oh, I don't know, should I, should I, should I? And so often, the reason why I'm saying that is it's not that people are questioning themselves. They know what they want to do. But when they got to go and talk to somebody else and explain it to them and justify it and get permission and do all these things, countless dreams have ended. And what I often will say to, say to people when they say to me, I got to go talk to so-and-so first. I always say, okay, I feel like a coach. Like I feel like, and I mean like a sports coach. I'm like, all right, huddle up, huddle up. Let, get over here, get over here. Let's have a little, like, like a little pep talk before you have this conversation. And this is where I always approach it. And I say, this is not about asking them for permission. Now, again, I understand some couples have to make the decision together. But even if that's the case, the way to approach it, here's just a little love letter from my heart to yours, a little love letter from the, from the person, the spiritual mentor who has listened to hundreds of people tell me their dreams, tell me their visions, tell me how they want to feel, tell me how they want to transform how they want to, you know, remove the blocks and barriers to love that they've been bumping up against. The people who want to step into the wholeness and the fullness of who they really are. The people that want to go after their dreams and take those leaps of faith only to be told no because maybe they didn't make a good enough case or maybe they didn't explain it or they're not a verbal processor so they don't know how to explain it. And they're just like, I don't know. And they're going on feeling and the other person is all intellect, right? So having said all that, here's, here's the thing. It's one thing to go in and say something like, you know, there's this thing that I'm thinking about doing and I just want to know what you think and if it's okay and can I do it and can I spend the money and like all that, right? Versus having a conversation that sounds something like, hey, you know how I'm a, an entrepreneur and I do X, Y, and Z, okay? I really believe in growing myself. And I know that when I get better, everything else gets better. That when I learn more about myself and how I operate and how I get in my own way, and when I become more aware of my own bullshit and my own brilliance, when I grow and do spiritual work, when I do personal development work, you know, self-help work, I, it's not self-help work, but you know what I'm saying? Um, it is, but it isn't, you know? It's like when I do these things and I get better, then we get better. Our marriage can get better. Our relationship can get better. How, we sh how I show up in the family can get better. How I show up in our business can get better. How I show up in my own business gets better. How I show up in the world. When I get better, it, we all benefit, right? And so, hey, there's this program. There's this thing, whatever it is, this mentor, this coach that I want to work with. 
And we had an amazing conversation and I really connected with them and it really resonates and it feels so right for me. And I know I want to do this. I've decided that I want to do this. And what I'm asking you for right now is your support to get behind me, to believe in me, because I want to take a shot on myself and I want to invest in myself. Okay, I could go on and on and on and on. But do you see the difference between asking for permission and standing in your power and claiming what you know and saying, this is something that I want to do and I want you to support me and believe in me because it would mean so much to me to have your love and support? None of this is about manipulation. This is about vulnerability and honesty and taking a stand for yourself. And the reason why I have this conversation with people who say yes to me on a call, who commit and say, I want to do this thing before they go off and talk to somebody else, because I know how many dreams have ended by that conversation. I know how many times people have said they just don't get it. My husband wouldn't let me. So-and-so doesn't understand. It doesn't make sense, they said, for our family at this time. So I got to delay it and put it off. And I really want to work with you in the future. Do you know how many people have told me that? And it's never happened. Those, some of those people have never come back. And I'm still, you know, I, again, it's just, and here's the thing. Here's, here's the, 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 the God's honest truth. I would be a shitty spiritual mentor if I let some woman or some person or whoever sit on a call with me for 90 minutes and pour their heart out to me and pour out their vision and what they want and how they want to feel and what they envision and why they want to do this work and why they're so passionate and why they're a little afraid. And, you know, they tell me all this stuff. And when you just know in your heart, you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can help this person. I believe in this. I know I can. And you just want, you're like, oh my God, like you're so excited for them and happy for them. And you see the potential and you see like, oh my God, magic and miracles can happen right now, right? For me to listen to somebody pour their heart out to me for 90 minutes and then just not, not take a stand for that part of them that is wicked clear about who they are and what they want. I would just be a shitty spiritual mentor. If, I'm so glad I'm finally doing this podcast episode because I, 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 can't, I can't just let people go, yeah, well, they didn't, they didn't get it and they don't understand. So this is me just saying to you, I'm going to take a stand for that part of you, right? Who, who, who trusts themselves, who believes in themselves, believes in their dream. And it's the same thing with creatives and writers. Do you know how many people who had a dream to write a book or start a blog or to paint or to sing or to dance or to create something in the world, a podcast or whatever, and they went and they spoke to the wrong person. And that person has no ability to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. They cannot see the potentiality of the person standing. I don't know if that's a word. The person standing in front of them. They are not capable of seeing beyond their own very fucking limited point of view and thinking. You can tell I get fired up about this, right? Because I am a professional champion. I am a professional champion of the underdog. I am a professional cheerleader. 
I believe in people. I see that spark of the divine in everybody. And I love to be the one who's blowing on that little spark, turn it into a flame. When somebody comes to me and puts their dream in my lap and they share it with me and they talk to me about, this is what I want to do. I want to make this change in my, my business and I want to start to do servant leadership and I want to start to show up and I want to build communities and I want to change the world and I want to make a difference and I want to make good money and do good things with that. That's my calling. And I can't just stand idly by and just say, oh, it's okay. They didn't agree. They didn't understand. They said, no, okay, maybe next time. It's like, no, you guys, we never know when the last exhale is coming. We never know when the time will come when we are out of time. So if there's something that you just know deep down inside in your heart that you want to do, and you somehow have to go talk to somebody else to see if it's okay for you to do it. Please try to approach it from a point of view of this is something that I know in my bones. This is something that I believe in and I believe in myself. And I'm not asking you to believe in Karen Kenny or to believe in KK or to believe in her and what she, what I'm going to get out of the program. It's not about that. It's about believing in me. It's about believing in your beloved. It's about believing in the one who is standing before you. I know, having said all that, that it can be a really scary conversation. I know not everybody has the freedom to just make a financial decision with their own money, on their own schedule, in their own time, whatever. I just really want you to take a stand for your own self-knowing. I really, I just don't want people to get talked out of their own inner teacher. It bums me the fuck out <laughs> in such a colossal way. Oh, and this is the thing, right? I can't control the world. All I can control is myself, but I sure can do my best to love people, to celebrate them, to, to champion them and cheerlead them, and to try to guide them into having better conversations that are honest and open um, and vulnerable. So I'm gonna check my notes, make sure that's the last thing that I wanted to say, okay? I'm not asking for your permission. I am asking for your support. It's a big deal, you guys. And especially entrepreneurs who are out there and they're trying to get, trying to make a difference in the world, trying to be a change maker, trying to be, you know, a leader, trying to be an impact creator, whether you're a professional athlete or you're um, somebody who has influence in a community or you're somebody who's trying to grow a program. And I know so many brilliant and amazing people. And I just think to myself, imagine if somebody had said no to them and it stopped them in their tracks. So many amazing and brilliant things in the world, services, programs, products, whatever, art would not have gotten created. So this is about wanting them to support you and your decision not the program or the person. It's not about explaining, right? Again, I just keep using me as an example because that's, that's, that, that's my experience, right? I don't want to speak for other people. It's not about getting them to 
buy in on me. You want them to support you in your decision. And it's such a powerful thing, you guys, when you take a stand for yourself and you know your self-worth and you know your value and you start to trust yourself, it is such a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And the last thing I'll say, right? Continuing education. You're not going to 1099 a person for it, but it is a write-off. Continuing education is a business expense. So there's that if you need to appeal to some part of their mind, <laughs> their rational intellectual thinking mind. So you guys, I hope that you receive this the way that I meant this. Again, I'm not talking about any one person. This is a culmination. It's like a fragrance. I put together a lot of just things. It's not even about the people. It's just a lot of the things that I've heard over the years from men, from women, from entrepreneurs, from people, who creatives, people who are trying to dream a greater dream. Hold fast to that, you know, hold fast to that because when it, when, when I always say like, you know, when a vision or a purpose, when you feel purpose to do a thing, there's a reason why it has come to you. And I want you to trust that. All right. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope somebody somewhere heard this, you found it helpful, um, that it landed because it's really coming from my hat, direct from my hat into, I'm hoping it lands for somebody into your hat and it gives you courage and confidence and clarity and faith in yourself uh, to have that conversation if it's necessary. Um, and just know that I love you and I believe in you and I believe in your dream. And, um, I, I'm just here. I'm just here cheering you on. I guess that's what I want to say. All right, you guys. So um, the quest, right? My new program that I'm offering for entrepreneurs and team leaders and community builders and change makers and impact creators and people who, as I call, I'm going to do a whole podcast on the uh, women and men in the arena, but the people who are doing the damn thing. Um, I'm talking to people now. Uh, about if they're a good fit for this program, sharing details with them. I'm going to be announcing it in a, in, a, in a larger way. But if you're listening to this and you've been kind of watching my posts and reading the emails and it's interesting to you, send me an email, karen at karenkenny.com. You can also reach me through the contact page of my website or send me a DM on social media. If you feel like, um, you know, you want a seat at the table, at, at, at the table of, of the quest, um, just raise your hand, send up a flare, let me know, and I will take it from there. All right, you guys, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, and yourself better than how you first found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. 
You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.